This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm David and joining me today is Andrew. What's going on everybody? And Marisha. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. This is uh, right before Christmas. And um, we would, I, would, I would think, you know, most podcasts probably do like a holiday wrap-up, like yearly wrap-up. But I, I think we're going to do something like that right at the beginning of 2020. Um, maybe we would have done it now. But oh, we God, just are we going so back in much... time? <laughs> no. Oh, 2021. <laughs> I don't want to go back in time. Um, <laughs> it's... It's uh, the Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day, but it's all 2020. It's like the whole year. (laughs) Like New Year's, that clock hits midnight on New Year's, and it just the music kicks (laughs) in, and you wake up on January 1st, 2020. Oh, God. It's it's a nightmare. (laughs) Well, it starts off as a dream, everything's going pretty well. Anyway, and then um, Australia's on fire, and then Kobe so Bryant much... dies, and then the whole world just goes to hell, <laughs> etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah, yep. Um, so no, we 2021. Have so much news to talk about that we couldn't do like a wrap up thing. But um, before we get into all of that news, we have the results of our poll um, for the Mount Rushmore of action heroes, and I'm gonna jump to Andrew to tell us the results of that. Yeah, we put that out there into the Twitterverse, and and we asked you to help us decide who that fourth head on the mountain should be. You know, for just as a reminder, if you didn't catch the episode, our four, our first three were Arnold, Sly, and Chuck Norris, and our choices here were because we had five, but only four really work on a Twitter poll. So we have Tom Cruise, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, and Kurt Russell. And I wrote in Jackie Chan as a write-in vote. But mm-hmm. uh, I do. I still contend that we just need an entire martial arts category. I, I agree with that. And and, and like Jackie Chan I think is definitely that Jackie the king. Chan supersedes the, that as a different genre. Though. That's probably fair. But. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised at the result. Now, I probably shouldn't be because we have an awful lot of Star Warsy folks that mm-hmm. listen to our podcast and and no. hang out with us on Twitter. <laughs> no, you see where this is going. But uh-huh. Harrison Ford is the fourth what? face on the mountain. Okay, I mean, I can't argue with the poll, but that is the person I least expected. Same, that honestly. Is, I mean, like, cool. Were you uh, watching it? Were you watching like the progress? I was. No, I wasn't. I was too, and it was like oh, Bruce, Harrison Ford was way up at one point, even higher than he is now. But but for Bruce Willis was like like there were not even any votes for Harrison Ford. Like Bruce Willis was majorly pulling ahead. Oh, Bruce Willis had like seventy five percent, and honestly, I thought Bruce Willis or Tom Cruise would pull this out. 
And then Andrew mm-hmm. threw it out there to the store. He like to the Star Wars people was like, "Hey, y'all well, go I mean, Grave, You say that, but I mean, like a good five of the podcasts in our network are, you know, general fandom type podcasts. They're not all Star Wars, and they share it with a lot of other people, but. Um, the Star Wars influence was apparently strong here, and... The Force is strong with this poll. Now, I will say, Harrison Ford has done some tremendous action roles. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Harrison Ford was actually my... I think he was actually you my... Put Harrison Ford on this list. Because the, he has done so many iconic things. Well, I mean, you know, because someone came along and said... Die Hard alone put the Die Hard series alone puts Bruce Willis at the top of this list, and it's like, well, does, wouldn't the Mission Impossible series put Tom Cruise at the top right. of this list, or doesn't Indiana Jones put Harrison Ford at the top of this list? And mm-hmm. I mean, good grief, Kurt Russell has done all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Same with Jackie right. Chan, and yeah, so it's Kurt like, Russell. I mean, I'm shocked that Harrison Ford won this, but. Um, it's not unreasonable. I am a little surprised. Tom Cruise and Kurt Russell both tied with 13.6% of the vote. And those were our low two. Hmm. I, I, I really expected Bruce Willis just because of Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, and it's Christmas time I, and everybody's I, watching I, Die Hard. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about this recently. Someone that... Uh, okay, I'm trying to get my words here. Sorry. Um, I was thinking about this after we already recorded, and two more names came to my head that I, I kind of feel like we should have brought up, and that was Mel Gibson hmm. and Hugh Jackman. Hugh we, Jackman, yeah, we, I thought of, because for the last 20 years, he's been Wolverine, and Wolverine has been like pretty much an action, like an action hero. Yeah. And basically, oh, for sure. And Mel Gibson did get mentioned, but oh, he did, yeah. Uh, because I mentioned him before. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, but I mean, just for Mad Max alone, mm-hmm. right. Braveheart, uh, Lethal Weapon, right? You don't realize how many really iconic action stars. You know, you kind of think like, oh, action movies. You know, they kind of get just sort of disregarded a lot of times by people who are like, oh, serious movie people. But like when you really start thinking about how many absolutely iconic action stars there are and um, how heavy, 80s heavy, the the conversation is, you know, 80s and 90s heavy, um, it, it's kind of staggering. Right. And, and the one, and what I will say about Harrison Ford winning the poll um, like I said, if if I had been making the list myself, that fourth spot would have gone to Jackie Chan. But Harrison Ford does provide something to the list that none of these others do. Mm-hmm. He is a different kind of action star. Mm-hmm. He's more of a throwback to the golden age of cinema type action star. He's like James Bond kind of action star. Right. And so, and he is Indiana Jones, right? So you know, kind of those serialized action mm-hmm. adventures, and he's Jack Ryan. You know, he's yeah. So yeah, he he's Arnold and Sly. Really, I mean, they were rivals. I mean, they're they're the they're the exact same kind of action star. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck Norris, kind of 
takes up a little bit different spot that I would say is probably more similar to like a Kurt Russell type role. And Harrison Ford does offer something different to the group. Yep. Mm -hmm. So not what I expected, but we will take it. And thank you to everybody who voted. Absolutely. Like I said, I think the most interesting thing was watching it. You know, it's like watching it go, you know, kind of, and, and it's like for a while, it's like, well, Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis has this by like a landslide. Then all of a sudden. I will say some of our Star Wars people who we conversed with about this while it was going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it was our Star Wars. I don't know that it was necessarily our network folks. It could Mm -hmm. have been, but a lot of them were very outspoken for Bruce Willis. Mm, That's true. That's true. So now we want to know who voted for who. Now we're curious about the demographic (laughs) breakdown. Yeah. But anyway, um, that was our Mount Rushmore series. We're going to get back into Mount Rushmore in 2021. Um, After we do our kind of 2020 recap for our first episode of 2021, though, I'm really giving some serious consideration to jumping back in with another Pillars conversation Mm. and doing the pillars of action adventure you we've been talking about these action stars and all this and it it really got me thinking like it's really we really need to dive deep into this and nothing that we have done over the the first year of this podcast has allowed us to deep dive into the guts of this stuff is those pillars conversations Mm mm-hmm yeah, the Pillars conversations have just been a great, like, add this to your book list kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, and maybe you hadn't considered this, and you definitely ought to watch that and read that because this is what makes the genre what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun researching the Pillars stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, I think we're going to jump right back into that, and I think once the new year gets here, I think we're going to have some new voices and probably be up to, like, five voices on here a week. That would be fun. And uh, wow, awesome! That's really going. That's going to be going, real fun to try and navigate to David P's. <laughs> that's not confusing at all. We're gonna have to fight to the death. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've been we've had our, our we've had our other David on here lately, and uh, I will probably like slip into. I'm used to when I talk to him talking to him through an Xbox, so he'll probably get called by his gamer tag more than once. But. I think we should just just vote now to just just David Poole's just it's, dark light. It's weird no, because we light, we've glass, known each glass. other a long time, but we've gamed together a long time, and sometimes in real life conversation, he's the only person I do this with. I actually will like call from to him from across a room and call him by his gamer tag and I do it and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, my gamer tag is include squid if you would like to start calling me that. <laughs> We're gonna start free. calling you squid. <laughs> that, hey, That's squid. it. From yeah. now on. <laughs> That's from my friend my I was when I was making it, my friend was over here and I was like, what should it be? And he jokingly said, I don't know, but it should somehow include squid. <laughs> there you go. Include squid. Um, it was not taken. So that's impressive. Not, that is for sure. <laughs> I did not, not include squid 005 or include squid to I'm include squid. Yeah. Right. But uh, but it'll be the three of us. And then and then David, who's joined us for a couple of episodes, of course, on Radio Underground, uh, will be joining us. And uh, that's going to allow us to do a lot more stuff with gaming. 
because uh, having those round out the date gaming conversations is instead of your third person just being like, and I have nothing to say. <laughs> and actually, I think that should be a really well-rounded gaming conversation right. because you and, and, and David Poole tend to play different games. And then David, our David here, um, also hello. plays different games. Yes, hello. <laughs> also um, has, you know, some different games that he plays. So y'all should be able to have yeah. some pretty interesting, well-rounded conversations. I'm playing a lot of chess lately. Chess? Yep. Chess is good. Yeah, and of course, I'm real bad at it. You're real bad at it. <laughs> and of course, I think Robbie will be around once we get. He's, he's got this on his calendar. Uh, but I think that he will start being here a lot more. Uh, Robbie's always a lot of fun to have on and you never know what he will come up with it's true uh it should be yeah. real interesting having robbie in for the pillars conversations and I, yeah. i'm really looking forward to that yeah. um but anyway as far as what we're doing the rest of tonight last week or last episode rather we were talking about all of the marvel news specifically the tv shows and we talked about all of those dropping in 2021 but we had a lot of other great announcements for things that are upcoming over the next couple of years. And I'm going to throw it back to David and let him finish up that conversation. Yeah, so we got a lot of trailers and stuff like that for stuff coming out in 2021. But then they went ahead and confirmed a lot of new Disney Plus series that are coming out. This absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Um, the three big ones, the three that are going to be like series uh, that are coming out are Secret Invasion, Ironheart, and Armor Wars. Um, now, I know which one also, David's most excited for. David is very excited for Armor Wars because there is an <laughs> off chance that Stiltman could show up. <laughs> oh, good God, please. <laughs> that is true. He does show up in the story line because Stiltman does uh, has been known to use um uh, versions of Stark technology um so yeah uh, you've shown some familiarity with the Armor Wars storyline uh, for those who don't know Armor Wars basically Tony Stark decides you know what all these people have stolen my Iron Man technology and they're using it for bad things I'm gonna find all of them and make sure they they don't have the ability to use my technology um, for evil anymore. And it's actually a really, really iconic, uh, fun Iron Man story that I'm yeah. super surprised was never made into a movie. And now they're making a show. Obviously, Tony Stark uh, is dead. So it's going to be about War Machine, which I think is awesome because Don Cheadle is – probably the best actor in the MCU that was the most underutilized. Yep. Um, so it's going to be super cool to see more of him, see him doing some stuff. Like it, it looks like it's going to be, he's going to be sh tracking down these people who are using Iron Man technology. Um, yeah. Now it's funny. You said that as a joke, like I'm most excited for armor wars because Stiltman might show up, which is true. Um, I, I do love Stiltman, most valuable comic book I own. Um, is just the first appearance of Stiltman, valuable, quote unquote, like relatively speaking. Um, it's just it's it's so fun. But I actually am most excited for this because I love the story. It's a it's an it's an iconic classic Iron Man story. Yeah. Um, it's one that then, I actually knew a little bit about, which you know was it's sometimes with comics that's a little bit of a surprise when I actually know. <laughs> 
ahead of time. Right. But I did go do some additional reading about it. And I think that one of the things, I don't know if they'll do it, but we've talked often about wishing Justin Hammer would come back to the oh, MCU. Please. And this is it. This is the chance to put Justin Hammer back in the MCU. 100%. Please put Dancing Sam Rockwell back in the MCU. Um, I would love that. I mean, that's another thing about Iron Man 2. I, wa- I watch Iron Man 2 and just, just watch the scenes with, with Justin Hammer. Um, they are missing a huge opportunity to do it. Um, I think that'd be great if they brought Justin Hammer back for Armor Wars. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It really does. Uh, we also had an Ironheart, speaking of Iron Man, we had an Ironheart series confirmed, which will be starring uh, Dominique Thorne. Um, so what do you guys know about Ironheart? Um, I don't know a whole lot. Uh, I, basically just the the really basic idea that she's a hyper-intelligent young woman who creates a very advanced piece of armor. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that she's, as far as these characters that are coming in, one of the newest in the Marvel lineup um, to be getting her own show here. Uh, yeah, so she came out right around the same time as like Miss Marvel. Right. Uh, part of that initiative, just these new diverse characters. Um, Ironheart, honestly, uh, she was one of the characters that kind of flopped when she first came out. There was a lot of controversy around her. Um, a lot of, you know, now I'm not saying I personally subscribe to this. I'm just saying what was very much said at the time, there was a lot of, Oh, you're just doing it because she's a black woman, but, and and you wanted to be diverse. I read the first couple issues, um, uh, of, of the series with Ironheart and, I liked the character. Uh, I really did. Um, I do think that she was a bit shoehorned in to the comic book series. She kind of came out of nowhere and all of a sudden was, boom, the new the new Iron Man. Right. Um, I haven't read anything about her recently, but I have faith in the MCU. And, and they already got an actress uh, starring in it, which, which says a lot of good things to me. It means that they found exactly who they want to build this series around mm-hmm. and must have a lot of confidence in her and, and in her ability to play this character. And I, I, I'm not going to complain at all. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited for it just cause I don't like personally care about the character. Um, but you're right. She is a very, very new character, which is kind of shocking that like these characters that are so new, are getting shows. Even Miss Marvel, even though I love Miss Marvel, I was mm-hmm. blown away that she was getting a show. Even more blown away that we're getting an Ironheart series. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 interesting to see which ones they've chosen to run with, but you know, I, I get and I and I hope they're all good. I don't know anything about them. I, I hope that mm-hmm. when the trailers drop for these that I'm gonna get really excited for them. Right now they're just characters that I know little to nothing about. And they're going to have mm-hmm. to sell them to the audience because most people are going to be more like me and, and they may have heard of the character and they're not going to know anything about the character. And so hopefully 
I mean, here's the thing, and this is this is one of the things that worries me. Really, there are there is nothing in the MCU that you would call a failure. No. For sure. And these TV shows, they've got that potential to be that first thing. But that's really like Marvel has taken that chance over and over and over again with Ant-Man and with Guardians and with, with all these other things. They've taken that chance that this could be the one that blows up in your face. This one's kind of like that. It, it could do that. There's a couple of these that mm-hmm. could just be bad. And I really hope they're not. I have nothing but confidence in in what Marvel Studios has been doing. And so I'm just going to be interested to see how they sell this one. But of all of the announcements of actual full series, because there are a couple of like animated shorts and stuff, so excluding those, this is the one that I'm probably the least excited about. Because this, and mostly just because all of these characters we've gotten on screen up to this point have a pretty storied history. Mm-hmm. With with Guardians being some of the newer ones, and you know even Guardians have been around for a little while now, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's just kind it's of it's a this, lot of new characters in in pretty short order. Yeah, so yeah, and you're I, right. There's not a whole lot to pull from. You know, and that's an interesting point because, you know, with even their most weird um, choices for the MCU, they had so much material that they could just cherry pick from. Like some of these newer characters, there's a lot less, unless they want to go pull um, storylines from Iron Man or from um, Captain Marvel and you know, sort of adapt those for, for completely new characters. Mm -hmm. They have a much smaller repertoire of options. Yeah. Now the one thing that can be said for all of that with, with a character like Ironheart and really even Miss Marvel, the difference in the two being that Ironheart wasn't just this like critical success right Mm -hmm. off the bat. And Miss Marvel was. Yeah. Miss Marvel has been embraced pretty wholeheartedly. And yeah. Ironheart has just kind of it's not that I I mean I'm sure there's some people that just dislike the character but it's really just that she just kind of went unnoticed. Um and but the the interesting thing about that with a character like Ironheart is you don't necessarily have to be beholden to the comics. Hmm. Because nobody's that attached to them. You can sort of do something new. That's a great point. And I'm sure they will um, pretty much just try to do something new with a character like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if War Machine or like Pepper Potts or something like that or or um, Happy yeah. uh, showed up in there. I, I, oh, I hope Happy shows up in Armor Wars. Um oh. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then the, uh, the next series, uh, was is secret invasion, which looks like it's going to be, uh, it's going to follow Nick Fury and, um, the scroll whose name Talos Talos. Yeah, that's right. Um, who we saw 
in that ship at the end of Far From Home. Uh, well, we saw Nick Fury in the ship. Talos was actually still on Earth. Um, so this was the pretty shocking to me because I actually specifically remember after Captain Marvel came out and the scrolls were kind of the good guys thinking like that was a great twist too bad. We're never going to get a secret invasion series, huh? you know? So it's kind of like, you know, now we're getting it and I have no idea what it's going to be. I love the story. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's awesome. I truly have no idea how they're going to do this. Is it going to be an, an offshoot of the scrolls who are invading? What heroes are they going to take over? Cause the whole point of secret invasion right. is they kidnapped like all these actual heroes and then replaced them. Who are they going to do that with in this? It, I, I have no idea what they're going to do with this. Um, if this would have been announced before I saw Captain Marvel, then this would be, would be the coolest thing ever. This should be an Avengers movie. Um, right. So I have no idea what this is going to be. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Um, it's going to be about Nick Fury, which is great. We're going to see more Nick Fury. You can mm-hmm. see what's going on with him. Um, inter- it's very interesting that like Sam Jackson as Nick Fury is now going to be the longest running MCU character that's still around. Mm-hmm. Um, he first appeared in Iron Man, the end of Iron Man, and now he's still going strong, which I think that makes him the longest running MCU character. Yeah, and him unless and, I'm misremembering something, yeah, him if, and Happy. If they yeah. br- well, as if they bring Happy back for anything, right? Exactly, and and obvious Nick Fury had, had obviously Nick Fury plays a more substantial role than Happy, but. Um, I told you, you get what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it could be argued the MCU, which is a story about Nick Fury. Uh, so it's it's gonna be cool to see what more to do there. Any thoughts on the Secret Invasion series? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, I don't know what to expect. I always kind of in the early days of the MCU, I really thought this would be one of the big, like you, one of the big you know, Avengers, movies. Avengers films. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said in my article, I, what's not to love about Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn coming back for this, I, you know, right. For sure. Um, and you know, they're going to do something different with it. Maybe it is like an offshoot of the scrolls invading. Maybe they're secretly invading, uh, the Kree planet. Hmm. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure they'll um, put a twist on it. It, uh, it, it has to be. Uh, sad we're never going to get the super cool, like, you know, I always had this super cool vision in my head of, like, a substantial character. Like, I don't know, Captain America turning around, or no, Hawkeye. That's a more realistic one. Hawkeye turning around and he shoots an arrow at Cap, and Cap's like, what the heck, uh, Hawkeye? And then Hawkeye turns into a green man and it's this big shocking moment and we're never going to get something like that. Um, but still I'm excited to see that they're going to do something with it. Um, other than that, we got announced an, an I am Groot show. It is a show called I am Groot. Probably just going to be about baby Groot. Um, yeah. It's baby Groot. And really all it said was that it was going to feature several new and unusual characters. 
So yeah. again, I, you know, there's a couple in the Star Wars thing shorts. like this. They're shorts. It's something. It, it's going to be something geared towards kids. It's not mm-hmm. going to like be like story that's part of the MCU. It's just Baby Groot doing things, weird things. Yeah. The Baby Groot isn't even around anymore. He's a teenager now. So. Like because because they did um. They did some stuff with BB-8 at some point. They had like you know, right. beat bop, you know, BB-8 shorts. I imagine yeah, it'll be something like shorts, that. I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. Um, but alongside that, we are getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, <laughs> like directed by James Gunn. Directed I mean, by James Gunn. Yeah. What's not to love about that? That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Like, thank God for that, you know? That's amazing. This was the year, I mean, does anybody feel like holiday special was the buzzword this year? Because, you know, Lego Star Wars did a holiday special. I feel like I've heard about a couple holiday specials. You need to watch Um, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. It's it's got some some great moments. Um, but yeah, it's like, I've, like that has kind of been dropped several times this year. So they announced Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It was like, oh, this is going to be, this is really going to be something. Yeah. I, and there's definitely going to be like homages to the Star Wars holiday special because he's so obsessed with the, you know, uh-huh. like the world of his childhood and the 80s and all of that. So, I mean, I feel like he's, oh, he's be. really into the Star Wars holiday special. We're definitely going to see some... Uh, some things from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Andrew, thoughts? I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I, I don't, I have no idea what to expect. Which is amazing because right. James Gunn and, and the cast, it's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm, I and doubt it's going to be anything like huge, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not a full, like, we're getting volume three. Yeah. Um, when I first saw this, I thought what it was was just the confirmed title for Volume Three, <laughs> which would also be kind of kind of epic. Which would be I'd be fine with that, but no, no, we're getting Guardians Volume Three, and then also Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. You know, I mean, it kind of um, makes sense while you're already spending all that time and money, you know, mm-hmm. shooting. Might as well, right? Get you a little. And I know the cast is going to have so much fun with it. So that's really, really awesome. So that kind of wrapped up all of the um, Marvel TV show news. That was a whole lot of stuff that we haven't looked forward to. And we're going to be getting more live action shows in the next 10 years. We're supposed to get 10. And if we include all the ones, so we had She-Hulk, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, uh, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, and Armor Wars. I think that it's nine there. Unless I'm missing. Did you say one. what if? For for the Marvel well, what stuff, what if not live action? Oh, okay. <coughs> for live action, I really thought there was ten. Hmm. Let's see, Hawk. I'm gonna run down them real quick. Hawkeye. Oh, I didn't. I didn't count Hawkeye. I didn't count Hawkeye. Oh, and Hawkeye. Okay. okay. I forgot about Hawkeye. Yes, yeah, so that's the 10. So is that going to be the 10 shows over the next 10 years? That is 10 shows. They didn't say 10 years, did they? No, that is 10 shows over the that's next three years. three years. Well, okay, I'm sorry. When I read the press release, I thought what I had read 
was that there will be 10 live action shows in the next 10 years, but I, I might've read that wrong, you know, tens and all. God, God knows how many we're going to get in the next 10 years. Um, right. That, okay. That's why I was it really that. looks like they're planning on running four to five a year season, you know, every, different shows every year. So keep them coming. Um, yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, Marvel's the biggest thing on the planet right now and nothing's going to sell Disney plus subscriptions like, like Marvel. Marvel. Except Star Wars shows. Except which, Star Wars shows. And, and which is, there's also plenty of those awesome coming down the pipe. Right. So, yeah, that's awesome. We also had a ton of Marvel movie news. And, Andrew, you got all that news right in front of you, don't you? I'm going to jump into most of that. But before we jump into those, uh, you have better notes on all of the craziness going on around Spider-Man 3. Oh, that is true. That is true. Okay, yeah, I can go into all the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, so these are all rumors. I don't think anything's confirmed, except I do believe Jamie Foxx was confirmed as Electro. Yep. And then also Alfred Molina was confirmed as Doc Ock, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. So those are the two confirmed things. As if that's not weird enough. And that's on top that, of right. Jameson. You know, already being back. Oh, yeah, right, right, exactly. So the rest of this is all rumors, but holy <laughs> crap. I, this is insane. So it is now heavily, heavily, heavily rumored and all but confirmed at this point that both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone are going to be reprising their roles in the Spider-Man universe in Spider-Man 3. I mean. Wow. Also, it is being rumored now that William Dafoe and, or Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church, who, if you don't remember, played Sandman, they are being rumored to appear in the film. Wow. it's it's honestly I, I don't even know what to think anymore because even if even half of this is true, it sounds like total chaos to me. Okay, but I, I agree. Think about Endgame. Like the stupid number of named characters that showed up in Endgame. See, I I agree with that to an extent. Here but here's kind of the difference. Like, I love Endgame. Um it's a it's a great film. But as far as the story that Endgame tells on its own, it's it's not about this like you know three part story arc you know thing going on. It's like this is the last chapter of this whole big thing, mm-hmm. and so as a story on mm-hmm. its own, it a little bit hollow. It's really all about the ending for all of these characters, and it it's powerful in when you put it alongside the MCU, but Mm -hmm. all by itself, it's not one that just stands real well all by itself. And so I I think that's the difference there. I I think that this has, because this is really just coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. This is going to be us accepting that everything Sony ever did with Spider-Man exists somewhere, exists somewhere in the multiverse. Right. And, and, and what's really shocking is that, like, it seemed like they had a plan going forward. Like, the next movie is about, like, Spider-Man. What the hell's going on? Spider-Man was just revealed um, to be Peter Parker, like, mm-hmm. to the public. 
and it's almost, I guess this is going to tie in somehow. Maybe Doc Ock goes to the multiverse. To do, I don't I I can't I'm I'm, I'm playing mental <laughs> gymnastics trying to wrap my head around. Well, maybe Doctor Strange takes Spider Man through the multiverse to somehow prove that he isn't Spider Man. Even what I don't I don't know. What's the story here? What's the plan here? What's going on? It, it almost has this case of like Sony being like, screw it, let's do it all. <laughs> well, okay, so. I do think that some plans may have changed with this movie. I think that Sony is wanting... Sony was ready to just take the Tom Holland Spider-Man back and just do their own thing with it. And Marvel had really built him into this next phase to be pretty important. And so I think... I, I really think that the deal was, okay, you can do another Spider Man movie, but you have to give some credence to mm-hmm. our side of it. You have like, to give us some legitimacy. You've, you've got to make us legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like our stuff, while it might not be Earth 616 or whatever we're going to call it in the MCU, it exists. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not part of the MCU because the MCU is is this here, but like they're adjacent. Yeah, and Which it just opens up the realm. Like, are we going to see the freaking fan four stick show up and and etc. Like, I know that right. was all fucked, but now Marvel Disney owns it. So, like the X Men, you know, like what what this opens up a realm of possibilities that I could have never dreamed about. Now. Here's what's funny. For years in my head, I've been like, oh, God, please, let's just get all of this. This will be awesome. This will be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Now, as like a, like, you know, bit of a cinephile myself, I'm kind of like, how is this going to work in a freaking movie? But that hasn't overshadowed the fanboy in me being like, oh, my God, we're going to have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland in the same movie at the same time. This is the greatest thing that I've ever read. I'm crying and screaming and just, this is the greatest moment of my life. That's awesome. This yep. is awesome. It's insane. And yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to feel out of place. Probably. This is all big. Probably. Probably feel completely out of place in the MCU, but holy crap, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I forgot to read something off my notes here. Um, it is also being rumored that Charlie Cox is going to reprise his role as Daredevil right. in this show, yeah. which opens up um, the Kingpin with Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, and I think I really suspect that if they wind up bringing this many characters in from previous Spider-Man movies, that we're not going to be spending just a lot of time just dwelling there i think some of it is just going to be like and whoa there goes sand you know like yeah. we're in this world it's and like quick, yeah. it's going to be quick it's going to be references it's going to be you know like flashes or i don't think we're going to sit down and like have conversations with all these characters because that's definitely way much maybe not but i think you're going to see all three versions of spider-man now that yes i think we will see all three spider-mans but i don't think we're going to see all those other characters necessarily yeah, i don't necessarily like, know how all that's going to play out uh one thing you mentioned david with kind of all the possibilities this is opens up one of the other movies we're going to talk about here in a minute is is fantastic four 
Mm-hmm. The same director. Right. That's a great point. Oh, interesting. The same director of both Homecoming and Far From Home is who's going to make it's uh, it's uh, John Watts, right? Yeah. He's going to be making the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, who knows what this could be? I mean, the way I see it is this is obviously the greatest thing ever, and it's what I've wanted my entire life. I love the original mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies, and I appreciate Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I love Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, which, yeah. by the way, Gwen Stacy's dead in that universe. I think we're going to get another universe where we get Spider-Gwen yeah. um, showing up, which will be I mean, awesome. This is freaking awesome. This is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have chilled out and let's get one more movie at least just about Tom Holland Spider-Man where, I don't know, you mentioned that Uncle Ben existed. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't want to crazy yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do wish we could have gotten one more Spider-Man movie maybe hey, before we went this nuts. But I, like I said, I do think this might have been part of Sony's deal. Yeah, part of their negotiating. Right. Okay, so just throwing this out there, if we're getting like all this Spider-Man, so if if we're introducing like alternate versions of characters, so does that mean we're going to get uh, a, an alternate version of Mister Fantastic who bears an uncanny resemblance to Steve Rogers? <laughs> I mean, are we going to be getting like, are we going to be getting cameos of human torch, human torch? Yeah. Sorry. I I mean, honestly, who knows at this point? I mean, they're, it's, it's a little bit scary. I mean, they're, they're opening Pandora's box here. Mm -hmm. That's a great analogy there. Um, cause this, like I said, this could be the coolest thing ever. This is literally the stuff I dream about, but that's the problem. This is literally the stuff that I have dreams about, like when I'm asleep, right. <laughs> my dreams should never. The other night I dreamed um, about, um, I can't remember because I don't remember my dreams. But it was crazy. Okay, <laughs> my dreams can be crazy, and they should never be. I once, okay, I once had a dream that I was watching the new Mutants X Men movie, and Lightning McQueen showed up. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, that's a great example. It shouldn't be on film. And that's what this is, literally. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. I have, I'm afraid that it's almost going to be like, you know how I'm seeing this? I'm picturing Andrew and my dad going to see The Phantom Menace. <laughs> and they're excited that they're going to get to see a new Star Wars movie. This is the greatest thing ever. And they go in and they're watching it and they see lightsabers and they see... They hear great music, and, and they see Obi Wan, and they see Anakin, and and there's blasters, and, and it's great, and they're just like smiling the whole time. But then they walk out of the theater, and they look at each other, and they go, "Huh, <laughs> uh, uh, that wasn't very good, was it?" Yeah, I'm just scared. You yeah. know, like that is a very legitimate concern. Yeah, and I mean, you know, whatever the reason that they've decided to do this, if they've got a plan and it works, you know, my biggest fear is I'm not afraid of a bad movie in the MCU. I don't want there to be, but sooner or later a movie is going to be bad. I really would hate for it to be another Spider-Man 3 to be the one that goes (laughs) up in smokes. But... It's a curse. But... The curse of the Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Um... I'm not afraid of there 
being a bad movie in the MCU. What scares me about this one is, like I said, it's open in Pandora's box, and not just for this movie, but for the MCU. And you know what happens when you open Pandora's box? You can't shut all that stuff back up again. It's gone. There's plagues and and miseries. (laughs) But like once they do this, I don't want them to spend the next five years of the MCU trying to figure out how to put it back in the box. Running around trying to catch it. And and, I mean, you can't because 2020. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like the 2020 of of movie. (laughs) Hey, we're in 2025, so it's fine. Oh, it's true. Yes, we've moved past it. It's fine. They just skipped 2020 in the MCU. Yeah. Lucky, lucky dogs. <laughs> that was one of the alternate futures that Dr. Strange saw. And he was like, oh, he was no. like, oh God, no. Stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is just, it's going to be insane. Like I said. Absolutely. I would have, I would have loved, now Spider-Man is my favorite character ever. And I'm happy I'm going to get to see all this, but I would have loved one more Spider-Man movie for them to introduce their own version of Norman Osborn or Harry Osborn and to really like do the Mary Jane romance correctly and to talk about Uncle Ben and Mm. really do a Spider-Man movie. Now that Iron Man's not there, now that he can really be on his own, Mm -hmm. let's get a Spider-Man movie. Let's follow up directly with the plot line you set up in the last one let's have him fight a spider-man villain let's do it right and finally finally fully establish a standalone like this is spider-man in the mcu this is who he is here's his uncle ben here's his norman osborne here's all the essential parts of him and then you have this crazy spider-verse event it would have been so much more impactful yeah and less insane. I would be a lot less skeptical about it at that point. Yeah. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Like, I mean, and wait for the official announcements. But there's so many that I can't imagine that a fair portion of them aren't true. It's it's going to have to be, you know, like, uh, here's, what, here's the thing. Is it even worth it if we get a two-minute scene of Tobey Maguire staring at Tom through a portal like the portal opens up and it's Toby McGuire and he turns around and he and he and he stares at Tom and he's like good job kid and, and then he swings away is it even worth it right yes if that's all we get I think it's worth it I love Toby McGuire's well, yeah, Spider-Man I, I, <laughs> I mean like yeah I would love to do it but then it's right. like what that's it yeah what are you what the heck you know it's one of those things man you mm, it's it not just making a spider-man movie there are expectations it's it's like making a star wars movie you know it's like all I right mean, at now this point making a marvel movie is like making a star wars but movie es- there are expectations but especially if you're bringing in like the, especially for people our age, like the quintessential Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is like, for, for people my age, it's like, you know, he, he he's Spider-Man. And so you're, you're even heightening the expectations beyond a normal Marvel movie. You're, you're, you're really, it's, it's a risk. 
Yeah. You know, to to up the expectations that far. Like, can you possibly deliver on all of that? All right. So we're going to jump in and kind of talk real quick about these other MCU movies that are, are coming that we have these new official announcements about. Uh, random fact, I have now been recording tonight for longer than I slept last night. <laughs> That's fun. So this is getting interesting. <laughs> Wow. Um, the first one I've got up here is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. How weird is that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a tough it. one to say, but I love it. I mean, it tells us what they're going to do. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to keep digging in the quantum realm. We came the Conqueror, which we had we already knew. We've already talked a little bit about that. So we don't have to go deep into that. We, we already knew about this Kang the Conqueror uh, announcement. And... Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I think Kang the Conqueror is the perfect villain to bring into this. And as we talked about before, I mean, this is not a small villain. This is an Avengers level villain. So I'm mostly just really excited that this one is is happening. Like because after Endgame, there was really some doubt as to whether Ant Man three was going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I am excited about that. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with uh, Cassie Lang's character. They've recast. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to see what their intentions going forward are. Uh, the, the recast tells me they probably have some bigger intentions for that character going forward. Yeah. And um, I was really hoping that she would become like, I, uh, she has a name in the comic books that I can't remember right now. So I'm going to say Ant-Woman. And I was hoping the movie would be called Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Woman. And then in the next one, they introduce the other Ant-Man, the irredeemable Ant-Man. And so it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Woman and Ant-Man <laughs> and so on and so forth. That could be interesting. Uh, that's why it's called Quantum. It's not too late, Disney. Right. It's not too late. Not too late to to uh, get on board with this. Also, I mean, I have to say it, it is kind of a fun concept. You know, you just sort of string that on indefinitely. Very Ant Man. Yes, to do exactly. Absolutely. Looks like her notable a lot uh, aliases have been Stature, Stinger, Ant Girl, and Giant Girl. I was thinking of stature. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Marisha, did you have any thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp? We don't know anything about it yet. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like, it's going to be a thing. I mean, I really enjoyed the first two. Again, I was like, Ant-Man for real. Like, really? They're really some of my favorites. Yeah, and they did a great job. So I have every confidence that they will continue to do a great job. I'm sure I'll really enjoy it when it comes out, but there's not really anything to say about it because we don't know anything except for they're going quantum. And Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer will be back. And Peyton Reed is back to direct, and we'll be watching Peyton Reed direct another episode of The Mandalorian in just a few hours. Ooh, we can see Yeah, they dropped today. They, they finally let the cat out of the bag. Peyton Reed did the finale for okay. The Mandalorian this season. So Okay. Um, the next one we've got, we knew it was coming despite all the rumors that Captain Marvel was to be recast. 
Uh, Brie Larson is back as Carol Danvers. And uh, we've got some interesting... We've got uh, Miss Marvel showing up in this. Monica Rambeau, who's also appearing in WandaVision. Uh, all, you know, both showing up in this series. So I don't know where they're going with it. Um, I, I really... Part of me had kind of hoped that Captain Marvel 2 was going to deal a little bit more in galactic events rather than mm-hmm. Earth. But it sounds more like it's going to be Earth. But I could be totally wrong. Um, I mean, we do apparently have a sword base out there. Yeah. So who knows? <clears throat> but uh, what, are, what are y'all thinking about Captain Marvel 2? Okay. <laughs> Your turn. Cool. I started talking last time. No, no, that uh, was his. I think that was his. Thought. Oh, okay. Oh, that's your thought. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, mean, okay, that's so rude to say, Captain. It's fine. Um, I don't care much about Carol Danvers. They ruined her in the comic books, and I don't think they did a super great job with her in the movies. But I do care about Miss Marvel, and I'll definitely go see the movie. Yeah. It's really my only thoughts about it. I feel so rude, but. <laughs> Not, I mean, I, I like the movie fine. It was not my favorite Marvel movie. I feel like, you know, there was a lot of comparisons drawn between it and Wonder Woman because it's like, oh, you know, DC's first major female mm-hmm. character, you know, in with with the movie, and then Captain Marvel. I feel like Captain Marvel didn't compare particularly favorably to Wonder Woman in that regard, which I think is a real shame. I didn't think it was like a bad movie or anything. It just was, you know, it was like, okay, it's it's a Marvel movie. Um, and she's a character that we haven't seen. Like, we've seen a lot of things happen to her and we see her kind of remember who she is. But we haven't really seen much character. Um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of character development, you know, as, as far as her. Now that she knows who she is kind of coming into her own. Because she sort of swung in and out in Endgame. So she's she's not a character that compared to the others we really just know a whole lot about at this point. Um so I feel like Captain Marvel 2 is because so much of the first Captain Marvel movie was like haha, you are wrong about everything you thought. Um which was an interesting twist mm-hmm. for a movie but also not real helpful in setting up a lot of backstory. Right. So yeah, you're right. She has had the least character development of any major of any major players in the MCU. Yeah. Um, now I do feel like Monica Rambeau is going to be a really interesting um, character for her to kind of develop with. You know, because in this we were talking about, um, you know, how how it's kind of interesting. You know, because. Obviously, Andrew and uh, David's dad are old friends, and there's pictures of Andrew, like, in the hospital whenever David was born, and now, like, we're all adults, and we're kind of having an adult dynamic. Uh, and so I think it might be kind of interesting to see that sort of dynamic with um, Captain Marvel and with Monica, because, like, this is her best friend's kid. Like, this is her, like, little buddy. And so now, now Monica's an adult and, you know, and so now they've, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see that dynamic as they sort of develop from like, you know, like you're the cute kid that I care about until like, okay, you're an adult and like having that dynamic. And then of course, also having the new Miss Marvel. 
I think... Um, honestly, I'm more interested in this for... Honestly, I mean, I've kind of got an idea what they're going to do with Ms. Marvel. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, who, a character who the last time we saw her say goodbye to Carol Danvers said, when you come back, I'll fly out and meet you halfway. Hmm. So, who knows? I mean, the, the sky's the limit with that character, too. So... But I don't know what that says that I'm more interested about the characters that are more likely to be kind of sidekicks in this than the main character. And maybe they'll do, I'm sure they'll do and a good it, and job. And the bottom line is it's it's just a character that I never knew that much about. And while I, I'm fine with the first movie, I'm not just like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like David. It's like, I, I'm... I'm just not overly excited for this film. Not like I am for the others. I'm I'm over the moon for the Ant Man movie, um, and uh, the the next one on the list is Thor: Love and Thunder, which uh, the Thor Woo! movies. I, I mean, <laughs> well, now that, that, tell now tell us, David, how do you feel about this movie? <laughs> I mean, I was already excited for this. We get this official announcement that uh, Christian Bale is in fact in it, and we all we had an episode where we talked about who he could be playing, and we all missed. Yeah, um, anyone said this, and I have no idea. I know nothing about this character. Gore the God he, Butcher. Gore the God Butcher. Um, I tell you the truth, and I'm ashamed. I know nothing about him. I mean, I can tell you I'll what Wikipedia honest, said about him. Sit here and BS it like, well, I was a comic book fan, right? Huh? I said I can tell you what Wikipedia what said say? about him. That's about it. Right. Exactly. I could try to like BS. It. No, I have. I, I don't know much. What I here's what I'll tell you. Other comic book fans that I know who are way more comic book fans than who are, who are bigger comic book fans than I am have said things like Gore the God Butcher is freaking awesome and this is amazing. Well, that's. I so mean, that's cool. I think it's. The fact that he is the God Butcherer, and um, I mean, Thor is by definition a god. He is indeed. You know, I think that it definitely kind of gives you an idea of of the dynamic. Um, They're not going to be like, he's not going to be like some sort of, you know, maybe he isn't, maybe he is your best buddy, you know. He, I think there's not going to be much doubt about where he stands. I think it's really also going to be right. interesting to see how um, Jane Foster is going to play into this because obviously she's going to be wielding the hammer this time around. That's definitely the uh, indication mm-hmm. they're giving. So I do. Okay. I'm just going to say, like, I loved Thor Ragnarok and I loved, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoyed some of the things that they did with Thor and the last two. Avengers movies, but Thor as not the king of Asgard, not the wielder of the superpowered hammer, not the, I mean, like Thor as random space hobo. Like we've, we've got to like get Thor back, like up to snuff, right? This is definitely what we're going to do, right? I, I did sort of feel like after Ragnarok, they really set up a really great status quo for Thor. 
mm-hmm. that just by the nature of what the MCU is, Endgame ruined. That was the Thor yep. that I wanted to see a sequel to, you know? You know, and, and that's not the Thor we got yep. now. And, you know, like, I, I know that he was it, damaged, but, but when he's like, you know, I don't want to be king of Asgard, you know, like, here, you have it. And I was like, are you serious? Like, we have spent the entire Thor career as him learning to be a responsible, worthy leader. And he finally, you know becomes that person and then falls and becomes a mess, which is like, I mean, that that's, that's it's fine. That's yeah. fine. That, that happens to people. Um, but then he's like, you know, here, Valkyrie, you're, you should be the King of Asgard. I'm going to go over there. And I was just like, here's the thing. Are you here's serious? What we, here's what we learned. Thor is great when he's a bit of a goofball making jokes. I don't like it when Thor is the joke. I th- yeah, and I just really hope they get away from that. Now, he's had the most. To be fair, he's had the most character development, yeah, um, of any character, the most diverse, and and I do trust that they're going to go in a good direction with him. But I do agree with what you're saying um, that we- I wanted to get back to that where he was at the end of Ragnarok, but. I just from the looks and the feel of this movie, it's all, I feel like we're, this this is a this is going to be a sequel to Ragnarok. This is not a sequel to Endgame. This is a sequel to Ragnarok, and and that Thor, and the, you know you know what I'm saying. It's going to have the same feel and tone right. of Ragnarok. <clears throat> yeah, I think definitely. Um, I really hope we get to see Beta Ray Bill in it. Oh, also, Star Lord's going to be in it. <laughs> and right. they they always have a fun dynamic. Although I feel like That's we could cool. also um, wear that one pretty thin pretty quick. Right, That's, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, excited I think Lady about Lady Sif movie. is returning, huh? Yes, yes, we are supposed to see Lady Sif because cool. she was mysteriously absent whenever the Heroes Three got demolished. So I guess we're not getting a Heroes Three Disney Plus show, which we all thought we were going to get before Hella just killed them all. Yeah. Um, had they not gone that route, I could see maybe them having a, a Disney Plus series. But And they could have a prequel series, I guess. They could. Um, I think that ship probably sailed. I mean, I kind of don't care. I, I just don't think... I mean, at this point, it's like if you said, oh, we're going to do a... Um, you know, we're going to do that, that show, like... And it's you like stack we, it up next to the ones we've already got announced. I, I just don't know that. And we all know they just go out like naughty, like and lop, lop, lop. All they're, they're all right. They're all dead. It's not even like a you know glorious thing. It's just like and they're one of those people who got massacred. So, but yeah, I am excited to see Lady Sif back. She's a. She's always been a fan favorite, and you know she showed up in like that one episode of. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were like, ooh, it's all connected. And they were like, no, we changed our minds. That's too much work. So I guess it's the next round of it's all connected. We'll see if it's true this time. I'm excited for this one, but I um, I do think they need to figure out where they're going with with Thor. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they, I feel like Endgame and Infinity War kind of walked him backwards and like just mm-hmm. knocked him back to zero. And now we've got to 
we we had finally built up to the Thor we wanted to see, and mm-hmm. then so I, I don't know. I, I'll see. And Infinity War in. Thor was still great. Like I, I I totally I was fine when they went with Infinity War. In fact, Infinity War Thor like um, realizing he's not the god of hammers and getting Stormbreaker and becoming just lightning god. Right. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Fly like his entrance. That was like yeah, no, that was great. It, it's really the stuff they did in Endgame. Uh, yeah, and and I understand that they kind of needed to sideline him a little bit for Cap and Iron Man to have their moment. But they didn't have to make him give up Asgard and right. all the things. And I, like, forget about all that thing I've spent my entire life devoted to. I'm going to go out here and and so I'm hoping what be a the, pirate what, and and I. I, I'm hoping what they've got in mind is that he's going to go out there and he's, you know, he's still recovering from this. I, I If what they're doing is going out and giving him a process to coming back and taking the throne, then I, I like that. Instead of him just suddenly going, okay, it's over. I'm okay. I'm over it. Um, I'm going to be Thor again. It's, you know, if they're giving him a process to coming back and picking the hammer back up or taking up the throne of Asgard, then then great. But I just don't know if that's what they're doing or not. We've got one more like full blown like little announcement that we we knew we already knew about this one. It's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I've been really excited for this one uh all along. It was one of my favorite announcements for this phase of the films. Mm-hmm. Um it's coming out in July now. So hopefully things will be, you know, that's kind of when they're saying things might kind of be starting to get back to normal. So hopefully we'll all be able to go to the theater and see Shang-Chi. Simu Liu, who's playing the lead, is going to be great in it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm more excited about him, though, or Michelle Yeoh, (laughs) uh, who was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And and everything else. And many other things. Um, I don't know that much about the cast, but this announcement was not something new. It was that filming is done. Yeah. So the the movie is shot. So we should be on schedule. Um, and we've yeah. talked a lot about this one uh, because we've known it was coming for a while. Do y'all have any thoughts on that one? I'm ready to see it's some be dope real martial arts in the MCU. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to Daredevil not having the single coolest fight martial art sequence in the entire MCU. And not that that fight sequence wasn't amazing, but like the Daredevil TV show should not have the coolest fight sequence in the entire MCU. Right. Um, David, did you have any thoughts about Shang-Chi? Gonna be dope, man. It's just going to be awesome. Yeah. I want, you know that scene in Endgame with Hawkeye in Japan? Mm-hmm. I want an entire movie like that. Y- yes. You just want a Ronin movie? Well, yeah, but I meant like a, a whole movie that is just like a martial arts movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that that's what this is going to be. Um, actually, maybe exactly. they, they should have done that for a series with Hawkeye first, has actually done a Ronin series Ooh. first. Yeah. That would have been dope. 
Um, but really, as far as all, all of these announcements, I mean, it was just an incredible, mind-blowing slate of announcements. And to get all of this, along with all of the Star Wars stuff they dropped, I mean, Disney was dropping stuff that was just Disney proper, and it was all overshadowed mm-hmm. by Lucasfilm and Marvel. And yeah. And that being said, the, the most exciting thing they dropped for Disney proper was a Mighty Ducks TV show and a sequel to Enchanted. Right. But it's like, I mean, that these two companies have changed the face of who Disney is. Yeah. So here's what's weird to me about all you know, these announcements are great. Here's what's weird. We got a Fantastic Four announcement and a logo. We're getting a Fantastic Four movie. So that probably means casting's not far off, right? We got Fantastic Four. And that and that's and the was, one we're getting to. The the cherry on top here of the announcements was that John Watts will be directing the Fantastic Four. Marvel's mm-hmm. first family is finally going to be in the MCU proper. And I would assume that now that we've gotten an announcement that it's happening and they've named a director, that we should start getting some real casting news. My only concern is, is we don't really know yet, as far as I'm aware, when Spider-Man 3 is coming out. Do we have a release date for that? Um, I don't think we had an exact one. I think it was just uh, 2022 is, is all we know. Okay. Well, it looks like it was originally slated for 2021, December oh, 2021. Yeah, yeah. So assuming now that it's 2022, um, that's sooner than I thought, then, yeah, they we should start hearing some casting announcements. But with the director working on Fantastic uh, with him working on Spider-Man right now, I don't expect that we start hearing anything real until the filming is done for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless they're appearing in Spider-Man. Hmm. Which it would very much, very, I think is very possible. I think, I mean, I, I think they've connected these with, with the same director for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spider-Man and Fantastic Four have a long history of being very closely intertwined. Right. So um, I think that'd be great. So yeah, if they're going to show up in the in the Spider-Man, then we may be getting announcements mm-hmm. any day. I mean, wouldn't you rather them just not tell us and it be a surprise? Although, can you keep surprises anymore? They kept Baby Yoda surprise. You surprised. can keep some surprises. I don't know if you can keep a surprise this big. Yeah, you yeah. can keep a surprise nobody's looking for, but they sure enough didn't keep Ahsoka or Bo-Katan or Boba right. Fett. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had all these surprises for Mandalorian Season 2, and very few of them were actually kept secret. So, Were any of them kept yeah. secret? We don't know. That's we don't true. know. We got one episode left, and we may get a Jedi we ain't seen yet. Yeah, but here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing that stood out to me. Hello? Yeah, we're, yeah here. we're here. We're listening. Oh, okay. you were being my, very my compelling. We got quiet. My Skype was beeping for a second. Oh, okay. Um, here's the weird thing that stood out to me. We got all this stuff, but not a single mention of X-Men. Right. Yep. That's got to be coming soon, right? Like, like if we got a Fantastic Four announcement, it's only a matter of time before an X logo drops on our Twitter feeds, right? I think at some point in one of these or movies... save it? I think that we may start getting some hints about mutants. I'm not sure we're going to get an X-Men movie until the next phase. Hmm. 
You think they'll wait that long? I well, mean, the problem not... is, is that we're pretty full up. That doesn't mean you can't introduce Xavier and Magneto and a few other characters in some of these other series. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably more likely that we start getting little hints to what the X-Men are going to look like before we get that full blown announcement for the, a, their own movie. And they have proven, um, Feige has proven that he is patient enough to not just drop something right now because he can. <laughs> oh, Kevin Feige will save DC. that. <laughs> Kevin Feige is liable to save that X-Men announcement to drop right on DC's lap. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, but the thing is, I, I think true. that is is the biggest difference in the what DC has done. They're like, oh, we can do this and this and this, and we're going to do all the things because we can. And Marvel's like, yeah, we're going to wait years. <laughs> because you know? we can. We're going to wait years because we can. And, and, and because. The, and the, but the thing to them, the thing to, to the people working on these things at Marvel, like Kevin Feige, it's like for us, three years seems like a really long time. Mm-hmm. But they're. In the thick of this, I mean, we're talking these movies that take a year to, to put together, mm-hmm. and they're doing three or four of them at a time per right. year. So you're going like, man, he doesn't want to announce that right now. He doesn't want that on his plate right now. Yeah. So I think some of that is just... Now, I do think that the timeline is going to get pushed up, and I think most of this phase is going to run over 2021, 20, 2022. Mm-hmm. And I think by 2023 that we're very likely to have something X-Men coming down the pipe. But that I do think reasonable. I do think that we're going to have to wait a little bit for X-Men. But I do think that I feel, I feel like it's very possible that we start getting mutants introduced before then yeah and i kind of hope that we do because i don't want to just all of a sudden be like and here are the x-men and we have absolutely no explanation for how they got here or why they're here but here they are because we now own the rights to x-men we got wandavision soon we got multiverse of madness it's only a matter of time i would not be surprised if we start getting rumors of hugh jackman showing up in spider-man 3 right but right now uh, WandaVision, Multiverse of Madness, and Spider-Man 3 all have these crazy things going on that could result in getting some hints about mutants. Yep. For sure. Because it's all connected. <laughs> and we're all tired. <laughs> I'm noticing all of our right, commentaries but, getting shorter. But and I, I do think that that's going to do it unless anybody else had anything they wanted to add about Fantastic Four before we wrap up. Or any of this. All of it. It's going to be fantastic. They're going to they're gonna finally make an actually good Fantastic Four movie, right? This, this is it. Third time's a charm. <laughs> Hopefully, the fourth time actually. Fourth time, yeah, even better. No one, I guess, fifth because there was, there was the one in the nineties that was never released, oh, and there God. was two Tim Fan Four Six. This is the fifth time they're gonna make a Fantastic Four movie. Fifth time's a charm. Uh-huh. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Marisha, where can people find you until we come back in 2021? You can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com. I am on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right, David. You guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG Peebles and on my YouTube channel, Creative DND. All right, and I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can find me on our other show, Coruscant Radio Underground, where we talk about everything we love about that galaxy far, far away. You can find us at thesciencefictionary.com. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. And as always, be sure to check out red5network.com for our podcast as well as the podcasts of the rest of the Red 5 podcast family. And until then, until next time, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2021.